I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? So welcome on to you along to US Sports. Donny Manny in the house. Hello. Yo, bro. We've got NBA playoffs. We've got Josh Gordon. Rather farcical situation. The marijuana party-loving Josh Gordon, whose uh, career could go up in smoke. Oh, excuse the pun. Hey. Don't excuse it, Donny. No, I love it. Bring it on. Any more weed puns, please. So, <laughs> so the NBA playoffs uh, underway. I guess a recap of last week includes uh, Kobe's last game. And he went out very nicely, went out with 60 big points. Yeah. Hey, the, the NBA season doesn't always end with fireworks. Yeah. But um, we spoke in this studio seven days ago about, you know, there's two competing narratives coming to a conclusion. One, the Golden State Warriors going for the regular season win record. Mm-hmm. And two, Kobe Bryant hanging it up. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought the Warriors would be the sort of main uh, talking point. But Kobe Bryant being the sort of steen, the scene stealer that he is. Yeah. He owned the headlines the next day with a 60-point performance. If you were going to go out, yeah. if you are going to go out in style, Joe, <laughs> like whatever about playing on a 17-win team, a team that's one of the worst teams in the NBA, yeah. this guy goes out. He's got all the celebrities there courtside. you got Jack Nicholson, Shaquille O'Neal. Robbie Keane was even there somewhere. He wasn't courtside now, but he was there. Can he not get courtside? He was up in the sort of – he posted an Instagram video. He posted an Instagram video from like – I'm sure it was from a corporate box, but it was so far away. Snoop Dogg is in the second row. Right. Robbie's there, but like, you know, it's from a bit of a distance. So. I wouldn't say Snoop likes being in the second row. Look, he might, you want to be a little bit far back, you know. Jack Nicholson has been a season ticket holder since about the early 1970s. Yeah, right? he's he, a, he doesn't go to the game so much anymore. Though. Not he's he's fading a bit, and also, yeah. I mean, the Lakers are terrible, so why would you bother? But like, he was a fixture of all, the, you know, during the Showtime era yeah. when the Lakers were uh, the the biggest ticket in LA. He was uh, he was there. He was a fixture. Yeah. Um, anyway, all these guys turned out. It was Serena like Serena Williams. Serena was there. Jay Z. Jay Z. Kanye. Kanye was smiling. It was like <laughs> it was. You know, it's, most people hate the Lakers if you're not from LA. You know, because you would have just grown up with the winning so much, and then you just hate the glitz and the glamour and the the plasticness of it all, the Kardashianness of what the LA Lakers stand for. They're very pleased with themselves. They love it. All these people. They love it. All these people who go shopping in Beverly Hills, yeah. eating dinner in Spago. It's the worst of it's the worst of America. Yeah, um, and, and thankfully and the best, and and secretly what we all want to be. <laughs> yeah, oh, like it's just downright jealousy. Yeah, he took fifty shots. Look, some people are say if you watch the highlight reel, yeah. Co- Kobe nails a three pointer with about thirty seconds left, and actually, you know, he he seems to actually transform the game and win the game, this meaningless game for the Lakers. Yeah, so everybody's carried away with. Look what Kobe's done. He's, uh, you know, he's scored sixty points in his last game. He took fifty shots to get there. He missed twenty-eight of them. Yeah, this was not a. This was not, and it was like this was not a perfection. No, this was this was not Michael Jordan level genius. You yeah. know, this was not Steph Curry out of his mind in the zone. Basically, the Lakers, all of his teammates, just passed to him the entire game and were just saying, "Here, man, shoot, do what you can." And what the amazing thing about it was. 
was that Kobe sort of single-handedly managed to win this one completely meaningless game, you know, in the 82-game season. At the right time. At the right time. We, he, uh, he addressed, the, after the game, what, you know, as all great sports icons, the way they should go out is with a final address to their, their, their people. Kobe took the microphone at, at center court in the Staples Center, and he said the following to his fans. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more, proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years because we didn't run. We didn't run. We played through all that stuff and we got our championships and we did it the right way. The thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball and on the last night they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> <laughs> Quite likable for the biggest asshole in basketball there. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. We didn't get to the very end of it where he, he basically signs off and he goes, Mamba out, which is his sort of sign-off thing. He's, yeah. He's, uh, he's the black Mamba. Kobe, in the post-game interview, he's, you know, they were like, well, what are you going to do tomorrow? And he said, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to work out, play a bit of basketball, I'm going to go to work. He's got a business called Kobe Inc. What do they and do? And they do all sorts of... Uh, vague business things. Yeah. And he's going to get... Which somehow result in lots and lots of money. Somehow lo- lots of money turns into even more amounts of money. I want to know how to do that. You know that job where you go and you just name the company Malloy Inc. And you just do weird things that don't seem to add any real value to the world. Yeah. But creates lots of money for everyone. It's a few guys in a boardroom kind of with their feet up on the desk. Yeah. Looking out at the, that, the sort of Los Angeles sky. And you're thinking, okay, we've got this $10 million. How are we going to turn that into 20 today? Yeah, that's what I want to do. Is that what an MBA does? If I do an MBA, can I do that? I think so. I think you got to maybe a few more PPIs, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's the way to go. I know you probably think about, you know, what your last Golf Weekly podcast would be like, like, you know, your ideal one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got Dermot Calise there and Paul McGinley and mm-hmm. Port Carrington. I mean, Kobe, he was surrounded by his peers. And he... Uh, he went out. He went out on his terms. It was as as every journalist has said. It was the most Kobe thing ever. So uh, we wish him well with Kobe Inc. He is a very interesting guy. We've spoken about him a few times this season. There's the interview he did a couple of months ago, back in January, which you should 100 percent read. Can't quite remember which publication. Yeah, I think it was GQ. Chuck so Klosterman. Yeah, really, really, really worth reading. Complicated fella. Mm. Doesn't have friends really. No. Uh, and, and he even said after that quote at the time, um, he says to be embraced in his career because he was obviously embraced here at the end yeah. to embrace would have been like kryptonite to me because that darkness those dark moments were what I needed to drive me so maybe now he's going to embrace the love a bit more we'll see I mean he's I, you know he was hated by a lot, a lot of people most non-Laker fans hated him and it's great to see a villain you know and somebody who accepts that they're going to be a villain and sort of lives up to it you know he's a complicated guy yeah interesting to see what he does next very interesting. Goal at St. James's Park. 14 minutes. Sergio Aguero, fresh from his hat-trick at the weekend. It's a free kick on the left-hand side. It's an outswinger. There's a suspicion of offside at the front post. Aguero probably is offside. He stays there. 
everybody else runs back so it looks like he's onside when the ball arrives and he heads the ball into the far corner it's a great header and uh, instantly Aguero knew he might have been offside because he's wheeling away in celebration but looking back at the linesman who keeps his flag down so 15 minutes gone Manchester City won Newcastle nil. he's about a foot offside as we can see from the replay so Donny Manny talked to us about Josh Gordon this is kind of an interesting uh, story this guy is one of the most talented young players in the NFL plays with the Cleveland Browns uh, he's been suspended for 27 of his last 32 games Essentially, it seems like the NFL don't mind all that much if you take performance-enhancing drugs. But if you dare smoke marijuana, we will come down on you. Yeah, the NFL... And Josh Gordon likes marijuana. It's worth saying in America, as a country, is sort of moving away from uh, criminalizing marijuana usage. Generally, if you can go to places like Colorado or uh, Washington State, and it's complete, you'll be, the smell of marijuana will be everywhere. But in the NFL, there is zero tolerance for it. And Josh Gordon, who is a brilliant receiver... Uh, one of the, as we say, one of the best young receivers in the NFL sat out all of last season, yeah, due to a failed drug test, yeah. Um, and it's you know it's it was his third suspension. He did two games in 2013. He served ten games in 2014, and then as you say, all of last season. It's amazing. Now, why if, won't he stop smoking marijuana? I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's a question: Is marijuana a performance enhancing drug? I think that's you know, a, you know, it's a debate that we could get stuck into. What makes sort of the sad slash tragic thing with Gordon is um, he rather than sort of living the life of a monk, as you might do. His, at he the was, moment. At the moment. Yeah. He was due to be reinstated uh, at the beginning of, of April and he failed another drug test, right? Oh, Josh. But it's not even the failed drug test. The problem is he's moved in, in to an apartment in Los Angeles with... None other than Johnny Manziel, aka Johnny Football, aka Football's baddest party boy. So, like so these kids aren't staying in on a Friday. No, they they're not. Like maybe if they were if they'd moved to sort of the Rocky Mountains and were just ha- having private parties up there and sort of staying out of the limelight, you know, um, it would be one thing. But rather, you know, in this world of sort of social media and trying to win the PR battle, Gordon has immersed himself, has surrounded himself with the the biggest party people in the world and the NFL who clearly uh, don't uh, stand over his actions they're seeing this and they're thinking well why why would we ever reinstate this guy so Gordon basically is facing four months of limbo where he has to prove over the next four months before August 1st that he um, is completely free from any sort of marijuana smoke or any drug use now, I'm not betting for him here. It doesn't look good for him. Now, he was photographed this weekend at the Coachella Festival in uh, Los Angeles with Johnny Manziel at a bar. Johnny Manziel, I mean, I mean, he is a whole, he's a sort of a bigger problem. The league has sort of moved on from him entirely. He was released by the Cleveland Browns. He was, he was one, probably one of the most exciting college football players ever. He's been in the league two years. Yeah. Um, and his career has just been a complete car crash. I was going to say, his, Johnny Football's career, Johnny Manziel's football career, is actually now over, More or pretty less. much, isn't it? It seems that way. He was released by Cleveland um, in in last month, and it's, it's hard to see any... There's such a circus that surrounds this guy. He's also got domestic violence charges that are sort of in the background as well that aren't going, in, going away. Yeah. And you... Like, this is a guy... You don't earn the name Johnny Football by being crap at football. He was this amazing talent. He was probably too small of a guy to play... Uh, as a full-time NFL quarterback, but he was brilliant at Texas A&M, won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Um, but his his just 
his sort of love of partying is sort of comical in the social media age um, because he's sort of everywhere. Anytime he shows up in a in a bar, it seems to end up on uh, on Twitter and all this kind of stuff. But like, it's it's, it's a very sad thing. Gordon, um, sorry, Manzel was actually interviewed on uh, TMZ. You, if you want to re- if you want to read Manzel news, you go to TMZ these days. Here he is uh, outside a nightclub in uh, L.A. being interviewed about you know his own uh, desires to get back into the NFL. I don't think there's anything wrong with partying, bro. Yeah. There's a difference between partying and being out of control. Yeah, you're not getting in trouble for anything. And you see me here how many yeah. nights in a row? Five, six? A lot of times, yeah. Exactly. Where do you want to go? What have we been doing since we've been here? Walking out, being know, you chill, seem calm, being cool, cool with you? Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, you're cool. I'm not cool. drunk. Yeah, okay. I didn't drunk, say you're drunk. Man. We're just hanging out, enjoying great food. I go yeah. with my guy, John Tazarian, he's here. Let's do it. Okay. It's not going to end well for any of these guys. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I heard some Cleveland people saying there's a fifty chance, fifty percent chance that Gordon will be back by August. Manzel, I don't think will ever have a chance. It's just a shame. Two prodigiously talented players yeah. who clearly enjoy the um, you know the enjoy the of their labor. But when you think about Kobe going into work, you know, the day after he retires after that sixty point game, yeah. and you see these guys who are like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, it's all in front of them. Yeah. All they actually have to do. Keep it together. People like me and you, I just think, well, how hard could it be just to, you know, not go to the nightclub, go in, do your little bit of training, which doesn't seem that, I don't know how hard it could be. It seems quite enjoyable. And then, you know, you get to the end of that, and then you just go to the boardroom the day after you retire and just watch the money multiply. Yeah. But these guys... Or don't even go to the boardroom, it'll still multiply. Yeah. They're turning, they're like, well, forget that, we're just going to go to some parties in, in LA mansions and interview, like hang out with TMZ reporters. Yeah. And this is the life that we're choosing. Disappointing. Uh, still Newcastle nil, Manchester City won. Twenty minutes gone. Donny Manny, Paul Salai. We will see you next Tuesday. Off the ball with betdac.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports twenty four seven. Every season, every sport, every team.